America. My name is Ami Osei from Pong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. And today I'm going to talk about Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, if you're watching this show, you probably know who I'm talking about. If you're black, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you're probably not black and watching this show. It turns out he is a relationship kind of guru and he does lifestyle um, work. He does corporate retreats. He's one of these smooth brothers. Uh, looks good in a suit, uh, or at least they're well-tailored, right? So there's a way in which he's the anti-me, except he is not really the anti-me. I, I started watching him because people kept referring to him about me, or there was some sort of, um, uh, I guess, unity in our approach and, you know, I, I, I assumed he was a clown. But it turns out he's not a clown. He's actually pretty decent. He's, it, it, there's a lot right and some wrong. And a lot of, you know, he's a superficial cat, right? But that's what he sells. He sells superficialness uh, as an external, external uh, evaluation as a form of, like, real value. Right, in his idea, the market decides all meaningful value. I will give you the internal characteristics of value and meaning. He'll give you the external ones. We kind of meet in the middle. <coughs> like I suggested before, he wasn't actually—he's not actually wrong about a lot of things. The central problem is. All right, so the central problem he deals with is all of these women expecting men who black, all of these black women expecting black men to be something that only a handful of black men are. And arguably, uh, Samuels isn't himself, and like it's only a handful. And you don't even want to be with those guys necessarily, right? And so he actually, he's, he's, clear about that being a problem is that if you think you're going to go out and marry cliff huxtable and you <laughs> like i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you you know it, it reminded me of the, the 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 truth that michelle obama that michelle obama almost divorced barack when he lost to bobby rush in 2000 because you know she wanted a high value man and he just kept losing to bobby rush and that's is the volume bad on this? Um, and that's and that's that's not what she wanted. So she almost she almost I just turned up the volume. Hope that's not too loud. So she almost ended up. Um, she almost <coughs> excuse me. She almost divorced Brock in two thousand. Have something caught in my throat. So that's. That's, she wanted a high-value man, and Barack lost to uh, 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 Bobby Rush, and so Michelle almost divorced Barack. But that's, and, but she lucked out. Turns out Barack comes late. Volumes, now the volume's a little too loud. Now the volume's a little too loud. Look, guys, you need to make up your, you, you need, man, you all need to make up your minds. I'm here trying to do the Lord's work and get you the quality of show that you need. All right, so I, I fixed the volume. I think it should be fine now. And, uh, and I'm just going to keep talking. You're just going to have to adjust your own volume because I'm not adjusting my own anymore. All right, so Samuels has, has identified, 
I think correctly some parts of the problem. And the problem is you have a lot of black women who are taught to look for a real man in America, a real man um, is going to be coded as high value. And as white guys, it would just be mid-level value. But in terms of black guys, it would be high value because America kind of thinks black guys are disposable. So in the same way, like we, he discredits women for already having kids. Um, baby's mamas gets, uh, get, 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 get degraded for already having kids. Black men in America are already like two, like two points down, cut down in America in terms of external standards for being black. So they'll get a pay cut. They'll get a status cut. And the only way to get around that is, uh, <laughs> that's high volume value. That's high value volume now. The only way to get around that if you're black is to kiss up to white people. And so what you, do you want a high value man or do you want a free Negro? And that's going to be two different qualities of guys because a high value man, according to Kevin Samuel's metric is going to make a lot of money and is going to have a lot of social power. But in these United States, you make money and social power by kissing up to the right white people in the right white way, right? So you have to ask yourself, do you want a high value man or a free Negro? There are some people who kind of split the middle, like Kanye, but even, but that'll drive you a little bit crazy like Kanye. Right. So do you want Kevin? Uh, someone says, who the hell is Kevin Samuels? And you can better believe that person is white. So um, so the question is, do you, what does it mean to be high value if you're not free? And you can be both high value. You can be a high valued slave. Right. So you have so you have social power, but you're still kind of scared of screwing up your relationships with white people uh yeah trying to blend will drive you mad it can get paid though right so he's and he's very kevin samuels is very particular on how he uh how he defines how value man and you have to be at least a hundred <laughs> let me correct you latina sorry Jeanette. you are latina i uh i i i i take it back i take it back um so to be a high value man, you have to make in Atlanta $120,000 uh, a year. You have to have some sort of social power and you have to have been making it for three or five years. But even if you're a black man who's making 120 k a year and you've been making it for five years and you have some sort of social power, you could lose it in a second if you tisk off the right white guy, if you take off the wrong white guy. Because your boss is probably still white. Or if you're your own boss, you still have to worry about contractors. So you're not necessarily free. Right. So even under um, even under Samuel's own standard, only eight percent of black men are high value men, which according to a standard that those numbers actually sound right. Eight percent will have everything that he's looking for. But those eight percent, even six of them aren't free. Six percent of them aren't free. Because they still, like Obama, have to worry about, like, you know, taking off white money. Like, and are still kind of going to suck up. They're not free black people. They might be high-value black people, but they're still they're high-value white boys. <laughs> right? So, like, there's a way in which white man's boys. So there's a way in which they are, um, like, do you want to date someone who's high-value or do you want to date someone who's free? And let's not confuse one for the other. Right, because a lot of like women who do very well are only they only do very well because they're willing to do whatever it takes to get that money, right? And 
in America, if you're doing whatever it takes to get that money, pretty soon that, that becomes anti-black ra rather quickly. <laughs> like, if you're doing whatever it takes to get rich, um, like that's like your lifestyle is going to be anti-black very quickly. Like, it, like because in order to get rich, you have to be willing to treat black people like garbage. So, do you want someone who's free, or do you want someone who is high value? Um, and and that's the question you're going to have to. That's that's going to have that they're going to have to ask. You're going to have to ask yourself, right? So, Kevin Samuels is right insofar as a lot of women kind of overestimate what it means to uh, to uh, to get someone at their level, right? Like black. America doesn't make black men at your level. So which means your level isn't what you think it is. <laughs> right? You should be happy. You should be happy if like if you are if you're a black woman who makes over who makes six figures, you should be happy to find a nice dude who's good with the kids. See me, I am a mid-level man. Mid to low level man, mid-level man, and I don't even aspire. Um I'm what you call a mid-value mid-value man <laughs> but you would be lucky to be married to me because i'm what you call a free negro and i'm fascinating but according to uh, uh, i don't i don't call uh, according to standards i would be uh, to kevin samuel standards i would be mid-value and if you want to be fancy with me uh that's going to be hard because i might shout out to all the mid-level men mid-level men do fine Mid-level man, you'd be lucky to get yourself a mid-level man. I am married to one wife. I don't have any, I'm, I am the father to all my kids. Like, oh, I, being, yeah, yeah, like trying to be high value will give you stress and might not make you the best parent or the best person, right? You need to find yourself a good mid-level man. And this is, I think, Samuels talks about this, but he always kind of pretends that there's something particularly good about being high value. There isn't really, right? So I, I don't, not in America, because that means you would have had to, um, you would have had to do things to other black people, right? So I, I, I suggest you don't date a high value man um, for a, a few reasons, unless like they, kind of lucked into the money, but that's not going to be black people. The only way you get money as a black person is to be very cool with black degradation. Like this is how NBA uh, players get, go broke because they end up trying to lift up entire blocks. They try to lift up all their boys and it doesn't work out, so they go broke. So like, unless you're willing to ignore lots of Negroes, um, you, you, really, you really should like, be very suspicious of high value men. And you should not be treating your daughters to go out with, uh, to, 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 to find themselves high value men. And you should not be trying to turn your sons into high value men because these are not the best dudes. They're not the best dudes for the community and they are not the best dudes for your, to have son, to have as a son, and they're not the best dudes to date your daughter. Right? You need someone who actually listens to this show and actually knows that like, a real marriage is the union of, of uh, um, you know, people who can creatively solve internal problems together and deal with external stressors, because right? that's what a marriage is. Like, it's not about who pays what check. 
It's about how do we deal with this problem? How do we deal with the problem? How do you lost your job? You got a bad diagnosis. How do we deal with this problem? You need someone who's going to be good in that situation. And that's all that you are. That's all you're talking about. That's, that's all you should be looking for in, in a marriage with a partner. Someone who's good at the situation. When someone goes, something goes bad out there, you come inside and you just have a good, uh, have a good sense of humor about it. And we figure out how we are going to deal with it. If you're looking for someone who could, uh, if you're looking for a guy to take care of you, you've injected, and this is the second point that's very important. If you're looking for a guy to take care of you, you've injected some sort of white settler colonial narrative that wasn't good. Because the idea is that settler colonial white guys took care of their daughters by what taking care of meant, it meant extracting and killing other guys, right? So you don't, if you need to be taken care of, then you mean you, that means that you want someone else to go do the dirty work that white guys do for white women. And that's not particularly good. And I'll be honest, a lot of, uh, a lot of black women have imbibed this narrative of white gender roles. They want to live it out. And then they end up trying to find a guy like that. They might, and if they succeed, they might find a guy who like, has those conservative white gender roles that, um, that they low-key don't think they want but end up wanting. And then what happens is they get treated like white guys treat their women, and they don't like it. <laughs> and they don't like it. And so then you get divorced for that reason. You didn't respect me. Yeah, because you wanted patriarchal oppression, and then you got patriarchal oppression, and you should have just gone with like blank and blank grocery cashier who shows up, who rubs your feet when he gets home, and cooks, and is good with your kid, and doesn't care that you make, lets you drive. Apparently, apparently there's this thing where white guys always drive. I, don't, I didn't know there's a thing, because I, 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 I drive sometimes, my wife drives other times, um, but in relationships, because it's like it's a control thing, and it's not, apparently it's not a black thing um, as much, and that's appropriate, because it's stupid. Why would I date someone who can't drive a car? Or unless they don't know how to drive a car. It's fine you don't know how to drive a car. But if you know how to drive a car, then like, why am I driving you around? Like, you should be able to drive a car. I'm not going to date someone who knows how to drive a car, but it's too, too stupid to figure out how to, like, their lady brain can't figure out how to change lanes. So this idea that um, black women have been told to expect a patriarch and then get pissed when they get a patriarch, that's a whole thing. And, like, this is why a lot of you guys... <laughs> that's why a lot of you guys just need to to um to just be happy with your mid to low value guy who's actually a good dude who's who's a good dude and who's free right because just because you make thirty five thousand dollars versus a person who makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars doesn't make you high or low value if your life is still being scared of white people or scared of what other people might think like Kevin Samuels is big on like the suits that fit and the, the, the grooming and all of that, looking good and all of that. That means you don't have any sort of internal consistency that's like, that could uphold the quality of your being. You know why people date me? And I, you know, real quickly, I ended up dating pretty much as much as I could pay for in my 20s and 30s because right after about 23, 24, attractive women have dated, have been, who get like hit on all the time, who just want to, uh, um, 
uh, who could have dated Chad or whatever. Um, once they went through all of those, Chad, they actually wanted a guy who was interesting and I'm fascinating. So you can actually, if you just hold out for a little bit, you don't actually have to be that wealthy. And any girl you have to buy, it's going to leave you as soon as you can't buy um, what you wanted to buy her. And so, you know, when you marry me, when you hook up with me, you know that better for worse, richer for poor, it could go either way. I could get fired. I'll get fired and come home with a smile on my face because I got fired doing something awesome. So you just need to understand that, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to be attractive. And if you're looking for the superficial way, that gets old and boring. And I'm a lot of things, but I'm not boring. And that gets old and boring, and it's not the best for your kids. Nobody talks about what it's like to raise a family with a high-value man. That, that might not be the best. You might not raise the best kids. Is your high-value man reading to your kids? Like, after this, I go and, like, do my kids' violin and cello lessons. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't, I don't, you got to factor that in. And this is, this is important in how you think about what it means to actually be in a meaningful relationship, to raise actual good kids, right? So if you could get the guy, if you're like a woman who's into all that superficial stuff and you want a guy who's into all that superficial stuff, you'll both just kind of be miserable raising kids you don't particularly like and not know why that's the case. And I mean, I could tell you why that's the case, but you won't want to listen to me, or I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but the high value narrative is a little bit dubious. And just the idea that the market is what decides value and not some sort of internal quality that the market might not actually appreciate. If you appreciate what I'm doing, you can go over and, and uh, go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in 515 or $50 a month to keep me at my mid-level status and maybe kind of grow the channel. But just know that I'm, going, I'm definitely in support of mid and low-level people. Don't forget the low-level people. Low-level people just had some things go wrong. They deserve some love too. And they might be grateful. <laughs> like low-level bad guy, you give him grateful, you kind of take him under your wing, he'll be a happy low-level guy. He might not ever make six figures. He might not ever pay all the uh, bills or half the bills, but like he'll be a good guy who rubs your feet at the end of the day, and that will, might make for a nice life. So these gender standards that, and I, I'm going to say this, and this, gonna, this might get some, some pushback, you got a lot of black women who want white guys who are black. They want a, you got black women who want white guys who are black because the conditions of being a high value man are pretty much the conditions of whiteness in the United States. So you want a white guy who's black and then you're going to be surprised when he treats you like a white guy. Um, and I don't know what to tell you about that, but that's not, <laughs> that's not going to, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, Jay Baldwin gets this. All right, so my boo doesn't pay all the bills. He's also an excellent father, life companion, and generally a good person. Do, yeah, that's what you want. That's what you need. Like, if you can pay the bills, you don't need two people paying the bills. Keep your nice lifestyle and raise your good kids. <laughs> raise your good kids. Um, so 
You got a lot of, I, I'll go back to what I was saying before. You got a lot of people who are proud being black, some black people who are proud being black, black women who are proud to be black, and they want a, a man who's a real man. They don't know what they think of as a real man has actually been a, like taught to them, fed to them through settler colonialism. So they want a white guy, except they want him to be black because they're really poor black. So they want a, 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 a white guy, a black guy who has all of the social cachet of a white guy and treats them like they think white guys treat their women, but it turns out white guys do not treat their women particularly well, and you do not want to be treated like a white woman. <laughs> and so when they do actually treat you, uh, when, when the black guy who has all the social status of a white guy and you thought he wanted to treat, and treat you like um, what you think of a lady should be treated, when it turns out you don't want that, then, because it's not great, and you end up divorced or calling him oppressive, like, I don't know what to tell you, except I told you so. I, I told you so. And that's, um, and that's not true. And it's unfortunate because I feel like, <laughs> you know, I always talk on Shonda Rhimes and Oprah kind of screwed up in a whole generation of, of, of black women. But <laughs> someone said they want the top 20% of white women's life. And then when they get that, they realize that it comes with a lot of oppression and they don't want that because it turns out that you deal, they've been dealing with low and mid uh, value men all the, like, their whole lives. And what happens when you deal with low and mid value black men all your lives, we treat you equally. We actually respect you in a way that you don't get treated respected when you're dealing with a, a high value black man. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm just not surprised when it's not going to work out for you when you get the guy you thought you wanted and he treats you like garbage. So um, I've always been for mid-level and low-level guys because I, and people because I think those are black people. Those are most black people and most black people should be, um, uh, you know, understanding that like, if you care about black people, you don't care about, you're not always aspiring to be high value. If you care about black people, you're trying to like make the life of the middle and lower value people uh, actually really good, right? So you can always floss and fake because that's, that's what a lot of black people are doing. And depending on who you talk to, that's what Samuels is doing. Uh, you could always floss. I don't, I don't think so because I, I don't think he pretends to be something he isn't. Um, but you could always floss and fake and try to pretend and fake your way into being high value, or you could just own your status as low and middle value, because that's what America makes you. Because that's what America makes you, or overdetermines you. It's not destiny, but that's what over America overdetermines you to be a mid and low, and low value. Um, um, guy, and just try to actually make that a good place to be, and understand that that's the struggle. Right? Instead of trying to pretend you're something you're not, or that America's made you something you're not. Because you're just confusing a lot of people. A lot of pe black people are confused about what it means to be black. Right? I mean, a lot of black people are confused about what it means to be black. And to be black means your life is with the low and mid value people. And that's the struggle. And that's fine. Because they're good people too. And they are oftentimes better than the high value people. Got a lot of high value black men who you get them in a room full of white people. And then all of a sudden, they become meek. <laughs> They become meek because that's how uh, they became high-value black men by kind of like doing whatever corporate thing they wanted to do. Like maybe you want to marry Obama, 
But like, I would be very disappointed if I married someone like Obama and then had to watch him day in, day out, forget that um, like he's there to struggle and, and, and fight for black people. You don't want, you want to marry a high value black man who then goes into a, uh, a corporate office and then sucks up to white people? Like, I don't know if you want that in your life. I don't know if you want that around your kids. I don't know. I, I, like, I don't know if you want that around your kids, right? So I, 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 I don't know if you want, I just don't think you want that around your kids. <laughs> like, I, I don't think. Um, they, so, so that's, that's the struggle. And that's what Kevin Samuels is. I think he's actually doing a pretty good job. So if you haven't listened to him, go ahead and listen to him. I'm going to play a quick clip. I'm going to play a quick clip. Well, I think he got it absolutely right. So let me set up this quick clip. In this clip, um, there is a woman who is talking about how it might not be that bad. You know, you should stop dogging on single moms because single moms, you know, they got stuff they can do. They can win too. And it's not that bad to be a single mom and you shouldn't, shouldn't dog them out. Uh, to which Kevin Samuel says, Just because your mom lucked up does not make it the thing to do. Just because you can have a friend who can get married on over Zoom does not make it the thing to do. Why do you black women like to argue for the for the hard path? Just because your mom... So, th yeah, that goes to that line about, well, you know, divorce doesn't help hurt the kids. Um, uh, getting divorced doesn't hurt the kids. It's okay to be a single mom. You can win and still be a single mom. Kevin Samuels is like, well, why are you always, man, why are you always arguing for the harder path? That's not how you win. I did a video before about how kicking your kids out at 18 is not how you win, people. Like, that's like getting divorced is not how you win. It's more expensive than you think, and it's harder on the kids than, than you think. So just marry a better, like, understand going in that you're going to be with a, like, go with someone you're going to ride and die with for the kids. Like, why? So why are you always arguing for the harder path? And I said before, and I got a little trouble in it, that like liberal white women wanted to divorce their awful white husbands and, during the 80s, and so they pushed for uh, no-fault divorce. And then, like a lot of things that liberal white women kind of pushed for, it took fire in the black communities and then screwed up. <laughs> it screwed up the black family, right? So that's uh, this idea that don't 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 have don't when you're looking for someone to marry don't look for external things look for like the internal problem solving ability and uh someone who has a good sense of humor about those things because that's what i mean external stresses you're gonna have to deal with too but also raising kids is like an internal stressor you're gonna need someone who who's who does that with a good sense of humor with you everything else can be Everything else can be kind of figured out if you have someone who's a good problem solver. But if you're thinking, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get divorced. It won't be that big of a kid. You can still win. And no, it's not. I mean, you can, but you're talking about, you're, making, you're advocating for the harder path. And it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. I, I, I think like the casualness with which we've uh, taken up single, single parenthood in general is irresponsible. Now, I, I think it's by design, and we were kind of been hood, hood, hoodwinked about it, but the casualness with which we've taken up single parenthood is, I think it's irresponsible for the kids because it's, it's a hard world out there, and we need to be thinking about this.
in a more serious way. Because, like, for ourselves and, and for the next generation. And I think Samuels gets, like, that right for the most part. And so he's got a lot of hard truths he tells black women. And, I mean, what do people say? Well, he goes too easy on black men. No, I mean, honestly, I suspect if he told, if he was giving advice about how mid-level black men should be high-value black men but not dealing with a political solution, that would be irresponsible, right? Because the only way a mid-level black man becomes a high-level black man is by kissing a lot of white ass, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, kissing a lot of white corporate ass and pretending that you're not, but you really are because that's where the money is. So I don't know. Do you want a free Negro or do you want a high-value black man? I think you should want a free Negro, not just for like, not just for your bills and quality of life, but also for like companionship and to raise your kids. You want your you want your kids to be around a free black man, not and free black men and high and and high quality black men are not necessarily. There's some overlap, but not really, not really, because every time you actually open up your mouth, you're jeopardizing your value. Because the market's overdetermined by white tastes. So every time you open up your mouth and actually speak the truth, you're especially speaking the truth to and about white people to white people, you're jeopardizing your value. Which, like, if you're not, if you're not down for that fight, then, I don't know, you want a high-value black man at the expense of, I don't know, your dignity. I, I, that's, and, and at the expense of the guy's dignity. So... I uh, I I think you should go and watch some of Kevin Samuel's videos because he's entertaining in some ways, and I don't think he's wrong. Of in I, he gets at it from like a, a like the superficial level. He gets the superficial level on down. He doesn't actually get the the deep root of a successful union, but he gets like the metric the market metrics and like some of the unfortunate ideological confusions that have skewed our, 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 the way we think about intimate relations and what we think about success and how that isn't really like it's, it's available for black people, but only for a significant percentage at the expense of, at the, at the, expense of the rest, right? And so if you actually want a good life that doesn't involve like reproducing awful structures, yeah, I, I, and you want to raise kids who you actually like, because you know honestly, a lot of the, the the women who call this show talking about like high value and all that stuff and what they want in a man, they were raised poorly, and even if then some of them do very well, but they were raised poorly, and I know they were raised poorly because they have just like Kevin Samuels has to be their father for a half hour <laughs> because their real father didn't do their job, right? So I, I don't like. I, I don't, um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of ideological pressure and a lot of people don't know when they want real men or real women, what they're saying is they want a black version of a white relationship. And if you want a black version of a white relationship, you also want the white supremacy that comes with that. Uh, because it'll come with the only way to get like, like sucking up to white people in the civil sector, like outside of the home.
and just kind of being just not particular. Like you don't want white gender relationships inside of your black home. And I, I, I say this. And you, like white people don't even want white gender. Well, they do because it comes with money. But like you don't want white gender relationships inside of your black home. That's not something we should uh, bring into our black home. And we should not judge black or white women by the white man's market economy. Right? So if you're doing very good in the private sector, that doesn't mean you're a success. It might just mean you're very good at sucking up to white people or throwing black people, other black people under the bus. Um, and so that's my story. I'll, I'll end with the story I've often told about one of, this, one of my friends. When I was in Chicago, she was just out of school, and she was trying to figure out like, why she couldn't find anyone at her level. Um, mind you, she didn't quite have a job at the time, but she wanted like, you know, a nice regular black guy. She said, quote, a nice regular black guy, like an anesthesiologist. To which I said, anesthesiologists aren't nice regular black guys. <laughs> like, like, first of all, the black anesthesiologist is probably going to be African. Um, the, the, and there's nothing regular except on a Shonda Rhimes show about being a black anesthesiologist. There are not a lot of them, and you know, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if you're going to land one, and they might not be the nicest guys. Like, for example, when I was young, in my 20s and 30s, gather around people, my 20s and 30s, or when I'm in my 20s, I'm about the same age as Gabrielle Union. She's like a year, I'm like right between Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. She's, she's a little bit older than I am. Um, so I thought I would date Gabrielle Union. I was like, if she walked into my life, I think we would be great and we would be fantastic together and that would be, fan that would be wonderful. And I think I would, um, I think she'd be utterly charmed by me. I still think that would possibly be the case. I also... I'm not assuming I'm going to date Gabrielle Union, or I wouldn't be surprised when she left me for like a random football player or Dwayne Wade, right? So um, she would feel bad about doing it because I'm charming. But I, I, you can't be surprised when like these people don't go for you. Like why would they? And you might not want to be with them if they can't see your inner glow. And like I said, when I was about in, in my mid-20s, something happened because I think the women around me had, 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 the attractive ones had figured out that other guys were boring, so I started becoming more and more interesting. I didn't have to, like I was never, I, I decided long ago that I wasn't going to floss or fake, but I didn't even feel, I didn't, I didn't even feel any real social pressure to floss or fake, um, it, like fast, 23 or 24, just because, like, like I said, very attractive women have all already been hit on constantly since they were 17. So they'd had all that option. So if they were still available um, in their 20s, they'd already made lots of decisions. And this was, uh, you know, good for them. So, men, you don't have to be high value men in order to be worthwhile, um, in order to be good. Right, because there's going to be a difference between high value and goodness. Because high value is a market decision, and goodness is going to be like an internal quality, a quality of wisdom. 
So you need to find someone who's going to just appreciate your quality of wisdom and you need to become wise. One way to become wise is go back through my older videos and just kind of have them on while you're cooking or whatever. And, you know, kind of imbibe what I try to spit out, <laughs> what I'm cooking for the next, uh, for a half hour while you, while, you, while you live your life, right? Because the market valuation, letting market valuation determine your life choices is not going to lead to meaning in a real way, right? So what, what's, what should you take out of this show? Kevin Samuels is good for black America um, in general, not in all ways, but I would be very interested in like, like imagine if we like wrote a drama. I think it would be fascinating. Because I think like I think he's a talented dude. Because like, if, but if we wrote a drama, I think it would be fascinating. I wouldn't work with Tyler Perry, right? So I would work with Kevin Sam. If if someone gave me like two million dollars to give to like a black guy to like create cultural products, I would not give it to. I wouldn't even give it to Byron Allen. Like these rich black guys, I wouldn't give it. I would be like I would be interested in what Kevin Samuels would do for a cultural product, um, with like you know a three million dollar budget. I think it would be fascinating. I think it'd be fun to work with work with him because I actually think he's, a t he's, he's right. He's more right than he's wrong. I think he's superficial in his takes, but he's pointing out things that people need to actually understand. Um, and his whole thing, like my whole thing is I come to you scruffy, but I make you wise. And his whole thing is he comes to you clean and he, he does it from the top up. And so like we, we meet in the middle. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit more dangerous to do what he does than um, for you to listen to him than it is to listen to me because I'll, I'll give you a little bit more solid grounding. But um, he is right about a lot of the pathologies that we've imbibed aren't really good for us. A lot of our expectations, our notions of success, our mate selection, it's not particular what we've imbibed from the television shows and all of that like from our, the culture isn't particularly good for us. And it's not working for us. And it ends with us having distorted notions of what a healthy and meaningful family look like and how much it takes to get there and whether it's appropriate and like what even like gender relationships should be. Because a, a lot of you, you don't know this, but you've taken in white gender relationships. You think you're pro-black, so you want like a black version of white gender relationships. And then it's not going to work out because America doesn't want black men to be black the way it wants white men to be white. <laughs> so you'll end up um, with just like a distorted and kind of confused sensibility. Who's actually scared? Scared. A lot of high value. A lot of high value black men will not say the things I'll say because they're scared of losing their value because their value is tied to market value, which is white. Right, so you want, you want someone who's free uh, that may or may not come with a higher value. And you don't, want even, you don't even want someone who aspires to be high value. You want someone who aspires to be free. You want someone who aspires to be a free Negro. Um, and that's going to be different. And that free person's gonna freely do well by your kids. They're freely going to uh, you know, pay the bills when they can. And when they can't, whatever, you'll figure it out. Um, but you, you want a free Negro because we're fascinating and we're interesting and we're good parents. And with that, 
uh, even if we don't make, you know, in the top 8% of black male incomes. Like, having met a lot of those guys, they are not free. I mean, Kevin Samuels probably himself isn't free. He always has to get manicures. <laughs> like, how free can you be? Like, I, like how, how deep can you be? I'd rather be spending time with, um, you know, reading a book or, or goofing around with my kids. So do high-value men, I don't know, coach soccer and help their kids with their homework. That's what you want. And if you don't know that you want that, then you're confused about a lot of things in life. Um, but I can help you out. And, you know, America's trained on trying to confuse the black mind. So you're not alone, and it's not, not necessarily your fault. You're your fault. But uh, I don't know. Just know that value is determined by the market, and the market is determined by whiteness. So when you talk about high value, what does that mean? You want the kind of uh, product that, that white America really like laps up. And I don't know. I don't know. So thank you for your time. If you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Um, anyone knows Kevin Samuel, say like, and knows how to get like $3 million. I would love to write a script because I think it would be fascinating. The meeting of the minds. He's in Atlanta, so get us on a panel together. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, uh, Cause I think he gets a lot of things right from the top, from the superficial level down because he's worried about markets and external valuations. I'm giving you the internal valuations. He's giving the external valuations and that's good for external people and I'm good for internal people. The question is, do you want a relationships that's determined by external valuations or do you want a relationship that's determined by internal valuations? Even if we end in somewhat the same places, we're gonna do so in different ways. And now I'm gonna go give my kids their violin and cello lessons. Peace.